I still have the honor and the privilege of being with uh, Prophet Randy and Apostle Marshall McGee. And we're talking about suicide and we're talking about different things that can help people to help others not to commit suicide and different issues and things that people are having. So I want to welcome you, uh, welcome all of the audience. And I welcome my guests, my friends and my guests. Yes. So Marshall. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, last week we uh, last week we talked about a number of the different things that people go through when relatives uh, do commit suicide. But uh, as we've been thinking about this, what are some of the things that we can do to uh, a couple of questions came up, identify uh, 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 suicidal ideations and, you know, uh, uh, some of those things. And then what are the, some of the things that we can practically do? Because we know that ultimately everything that a person does is their choice. We cannot stop anybody from doing anything. But yes. what we can do is that we can be uh, you know, we, we can be a deterrent or uh, we can be a voice to holler out. Uh, we can yes. get help or whatever. So at any rate, why don't you um, go ahead and talk about some of this and then give it over to uh, um, uh, Prophet Randy and um, we'll just go for it. You're looking so at how your do we identify is, is the question that's on the, on the floor kind of right now. Um, I think that, of course, behaviors usually is always a clue, uh, particularly if people start off happy, they seem to always be encouraged. And sometimes even those are cover-ups uh, for when things aren't going well. So we can't, usually, generally, we can't even really read that, but sometimes we can um, and get a good idea that perhaps uh, this enemy may be lurking um in the somewhere in the background um you know it's i think that sometimes uh people can do things like an accident uh to cause pain or hurt to themselves and make it appear like an accident uh so that someone won't misread their real intentions and stop them especially if you see this behavior on a repeated basis always having an accident or an incident or near miss and things like that i think those are things you can look for uh i think also uh some of the other things that you can look for is and i'll say this uh behavior modification which sometimes can be a real true read and then sometimes it could be something to throw you off but noticing somebody's up and they're generally up and perky and then you start noticing they're not as perky anymore. Life doesn't seem enjoyable or exciting anymore. And I think those are some key things to look at. And then uh, I just came back from Tulsa and I had dinner with my son last night. We had dinner with my son and his two daughters. And when we came in, my the oldest granddaughter, I just looked at her and I immediately knew something's wrong. Cause she wasn't her Generally, she's a quiet girl anyway, but something wasn't right. So I finally asked my son, I said, what's wrong? Because at first I wasn't going to touch it. Uh, I don't know if he said something to her. And, and I asked him, he said, well, this happened. And her countenance was down the whole, almost the whole time we were together. So I said, come and sit by us so you can feel some love because you need some love to right now. 
And so she did feel better. But I think just noticing when you're around people, especially around people a lot, a lot like family members, just paying attention, uh, forgetting things. Uh, that could be another, you're forgetting things. You forget uh, where you put your glasses on. Uh, you know, we call it senior moments. When you're looking for your eyeglasses and they're on your face. You ever do that? <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, you don't know about a senior moment. Are you, anyway, that's no, I don't have I don't have those senior moments. I I I, uh, I have. A... <laughs> well, so let, let's not talk. Let's stay. Okay, I'll stay on the subject. But even noticing being for, overly forgetful when when generally the person doesn't forget that they have a pretty good memory. Uh, those are just again. Those are just a, a, on the surface a few things I can think of, and I may have a couple of more uh, to share. Go ahead, Randy. I might have some more to add to this. Uh, some of the things that can help a person that's feeling uh, depression or even getting those thoughts is to realize that those are thoughts that are invading their minds. So if uh, if they have a support group or whoever's there, help them to get their mind off of what they're thinking right now, you know, and help them to get interested and something like art or something that they like. Um, I know when I've experienced depression, it's like a cloud that comes in. And I know because of the COVID and being shed in, you know, sometimes, and you're not as active as you usually are, those are feelings that try to cave in on you. And so I have to immediately uh, get myself active. It, even if I go out for a drive or go to the store, get out of the house so that I can, you know, breathe some fresh air. So you have to um, focus your attention on something that's nice, that's something that's nature, that's that's going to take away the thoughts that you're getting. And then even if you're listening to some music, you know, putting the right music on. In fact, we were in the store uh, just yesterday, and uh, this music was on. It was so irritating, <laughs> and I was telling my husband, I said, "This music is just horrible. It's irritating." We were in the store, clothing store, but the music was so irritating you couldn't really be at peace while you're shopping. But then it changed, and then, then it, I started dancing. Yeah, <laughs> dancing, dancing. Anyway, uh, let me just throw this in because I think you know to to. What are some of the other signs? Sometimes when a person has, has suffered a loss, uh, perhaps the death of a close family member or a loved one, or even the loss of a job, or maybe they've been bullied, constantly being bullied, which can set them up potentially for those kind of thoughts that you're talking about, uh, or sexual abuse. I mean, there's a different things uh, that can call people because what happens when you're bullied or when you've been abused sexually, especially generally, you don't feel like your life matters and that you're not significant. And that's hard to detect sometimes if you don't know that a person has that in their history. But behavior generally tells on us how we feel about ourselves unless we're good at covering things up. And I got to say this, Dr. Baker, in the church world, uh, let's we're so good at covering things up. We'll say we're good, fine, 
then we won't be honest. Because one of the things we learn how to be in the church world, good liars. Mm -hmm. I think it taught us to be great liars because people won't be honest about where they are and how they really feel. Like I started to jump off the roof yesterday. Uh, and even I think I had a situation years ago where, where in my mind, I thought if I could go on top of the house and just mm -hmm. jump off the top of the house, I was in so much emotional pain and trauma. I didn't want to kill myself. I just wanted to do something to numb the pain. And if mm -hmm. I could have crawled up on top of the house and just jumped off, I would have done that because I went through such a terrible, devastating, emotional trauma in my first marriage. And it was so painful. I just wanted to get rid of the pain. And so traumatizing events will take people there. And I think that's what we need to be on a heightened, more heightened alert when people suffer loss and things like that. You know, one of the things that I'm thinking about um, as, as Randy was talking, you know, having people to get their minds off of themselves, which can sometimes be very, very difficult. Uh, I've just been going through this thing, this scenario perceived. It's a, 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 a perceived thing. And it's probably not anything like I really think it is. Okay. It's with a business transaction. And then people can have sometimes loss of appetite and uh, that loss of appetite or that excessive appetite. Here they are eating sweets and eating things that they never would eat before. Mm, yes. Giving away a, yeah. Giving away a lot of things, you know, saying, you know what? I, I really want you to have this. I really want you to have this and giving a lot uh, giving things away. And uh, one of the things that I'm finding out as we're dealing with young people is they feel invisible sometimes because parents and arguing and even in, 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 in believing homes and stuff. Here it is, the parents are dealing with each other and they're arguing and whatever it is. And that child goes and hides itself. It wants to be invisible in a sense, because if I speak, then I may get hollered at too, or I may get attacked also. And so it's learned behavior. And then oppression and depression starts to happen and you don't even know where it started. I, I've had a family member that I've been working with uh, recently and spending a lot of time with because of this kind of thing. And it's uh, getting people to talk is the difficult part. Getting really talking about the fact that getting people to be honest, getting them to you know, how are you today? You know, I mean, most of my time I'm fantastic. But today, if you ask me how I am, I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling crappy. I mean, you know, there's a lot of crappy stuff going on in me in, yeah. <laughs> right now, you know, and it's like, it, it, it don't feel good. You know, I don't like it. And, and because I, I don't have control of it, it's like one of these things is that nervous feeling going on. And this is some of the things that people that happen in people's lives. And because they don't know what to do with it, they do anything to stop the pain, anything to stop this feeling, because it feels like there's ants all on the inside. There's that nervousness. I know what to do and I'm working at doing it. And also releasing parts of it now. But when people don't know what to do, then they try to stop it at any cost. And so um, the thing that you said about being honest, you know, and stop lying so much, Christian people, you know, uh, uh, is a real part of this. And we have to be aware of what's going on in our lives and young people's lives and all of that. 
And then let me say this, and then I'll give it to Randy. And then another thing: all these, uh, all, all the uh, uh, many apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers—they try to pretend that their family, all the family, is okay. Because <laughs> don't want it to be when you look at them, and here they are just spewing all kinds of great, great messages, and they got all of this stuff, and they're popular and all that, and their family is going to hell in a, in a, in a handbasket, and they don't even realize it because it's all about me. You said this uh, last week or week before last about selfishness. And so uh, in the church, we really, especially apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, we need to get out of our selfish behind stuff. So any rate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm Brother McGee. Go ahead, Randy. <laughs> I think the key too is uh, being a listener and being sensitive. I know my daughter uh, I can tell when she calls me, I can tell when there's something wrong. And even though she's talking and she's maybe laughing, yet I can pick her up. I can tell that something's wrong. And and I know it's because of her living situation right now. She's not happy. She's been having problems on her job. And, she, and I know being in California, she doesn't feel she has access to any of my family because they've been having some bad relationship, you know, they've been having <laughs> bad relationships because my, my sisters, you know, who are their aunts, um, her aunts, her aunts, um, you know, are, have been trying to be like her sister, her sisters. And so when it comes time to being an aunt, they're not able to give her, uh, that attention or even that Nurture, really nurturing, nurturing yeah. that she really needs. Now, my sister right next to me, she's able to, but sometimes she can be a little preachy. So what God has been showing me and just my relationship with my, with my daughter is to get her to open up and, and listen to her. And so as she's, as I'm listening to her, we're, we're talking about, well, what are the alternatives? What are some things that we can do to help change your situation? And so by, by us talking about those things and she's communicating with me, I'm giving her hope. I'm saying, you know, me and your dad, we're here for you and uh, we're going to help you whatever you need, you know? Uh, so let's talk about it. You don't, you, you do not have to be by yourself. And sometimes she just wants to talk to me, you know, until she gets tired. And I know it's because she wants to know, mom, you know, I just need to know that you're there, you know? And so I just listen to her and where I can plug in a few suggestions, you know, I do. And then I, the next time I talk to her, I follow up. Well, have you acted on any of those things? Let's talk about some of your goals. What is it that you want to accomplish? Anything to get the person out of the rut into looking at you, whatever you want to do, we're here to help you accomplish that. And so I think at that point, you know, when people are that desperate, they need someone to believe in them. They need someone to uh, speak to them that what is it that you want to do that you want to accomplish? And I will help you. And if I can't help you, I can try to get the resources to help you.
I think, could I just throw this in real quick, Dr. Baker? Go ahead. You don't have to be I real think quick. The other thing is Randy just was talking about that. I think that you mentioned earlier about the fivefold past apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. And I think this is another area, even for those individuals, people in those groups, to find someone they trust that they can talk to about what you're feeling and being honest. Uh, it was several years ago, uh, a dear pastor friend of mine, he does a lot of deliverance and he shared how he started going to a psychiatrist just to sort stuff out in his head. Major deliverance preacher, I can't won't call his name. And I thought in a way it was like a seed was planted in me that even how, how much ministry you do, you need to talk to somebody sometime about what's going on with you. And I think, go ahead. That's, I just want to throw that little nugget I in have, Okay. You know that my doctorates are in psychology, right? Yes. Okay. And I listen to a lot of people and a lot of stuff goes on. But do you know I have somebody that I talk to too? Yes. You, Is this about being gut-wrenching, honest, and it's about thinking... And, and it's like, uh, no, I am not feeling that today. No, I do not want to do that. I don't want to get out of this bed. I do not want to do any of these things. I want to stay in this bed. I want to cover mm -hmm. myself up. <laughs> you know what I was thinking the way I uh, I want to cover me up. I don't want to deal with anything, okay? And, um, uh, uh, but I, I would never, ever, ever because i have to make sure that i am cleared because you take so many things in i don't i mean apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers here it is we take things in people expect us to be able to be a certain way and you are designed for that your temperament is that but there comes a time when you say screw all this mess i need some help too mm -hmm. i in this position where I need some help, I am hurting. And if I don't get some help, I'm not going to be able to help anybody else. But how many people are really that honest? How many not very many. Really want to be that transparent. See, I don't care what anybody thinks. I really could care less. I can't tell you how much I don't care what mm -hmm. she thinks about me. But all I know is that my mental health, my mental, my emotional health. Oh, well, my spiritual stuff is all together. Yeah, but my mental and my emotional health is hurting right now. And I'm not going to off myself and I'm not going to off you because I'm too prideful to take care of stuff. So I think that that's one of the things that that, that makes a difference. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we have to do is, is disarm people that is okay to find those safe places. But we have to, we talked about this a few weeks ago also, we have to create those safe places. Where people, whether you're a spiritual leader or you're sitting in the pew or you just out there, in the, I just got a text 30, 40 minutes ago uh, that I can't respond to right now. I need to talk to somebody because I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of living like I've been living. And I'm thinking, for real? Uh, and I'm going to respond to this individual because they need to talk. I may have to say, we have to talk. I'll see where they are, but I may have to talk to them tomorrow because my plate is so full today. But these are the things, but this least this individual feels comfortable enough to be transparent and say, I'm not doing some correct things and I don't want to keep doing them. 
and I want to talk to somebody so, so I can get rid of this stuff. And I think that that's the reality of being honest. But we're not taught to be honest because being honest can be offensive to some people. But when we get to a place where we don't mind what people think, if it's going to help us get well or get a different mindset about things, then forget about what people think. That's and right. You have to, you have to do that. Yeah. Here's another thing. Let me just, just throw this in there for just a second. When yeah. you, this person that, that, that texted you or sent you an email or whatever it is, one of the things of it is, is this, is that you have the opportunity when you get back to them today, you have the opportunity to evaluate where they are because it may not be tomorrow that you have to find out what's going on. It may be that crucial time. And because you, 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 you walk in the spirit, because you are sensitive, um, you will be able to listen and hear. And especially after we've just done this program, you know that you're going to be hearing uh, uh, your, your senses, your hearing is going to be heightened. And, and you're going to be able to do that and letting them know that they're important enough for you to be able to take time with them that is not, you know, where you're not doing something else. But you want to make sure that if they need you, that they can call or whatever it is, because th this is one of the things that a lot of people feel guilty about. They have people call them or have people talk, contact them and say, I really need to talk to you. I really need this and I need this. And they say, well, can we make an appointment for tomorrow? And all of a sudden that thing of rejection, perceived rejection comes in and they say, yeah, okay. And then they never make it to tomorrow. See, these are yeah. some that 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 happened you know and and uh it, it's sad but it's true go ahead randy i'm sorry uh, i was just gonna say um really the best thing to me is to help a person to develop a prayer life help them to develop a relationship with god i don't have anybody that i can go to that i feel that i can go to when i'm feeling down and depressed because I I just have not found that person yet that I can just open up my life to. And and so I've learned to is not right. I've, <laughs> I've learned to and I've always learned to go to God, you know, and I always, you know, have dealt with myself. And like I said, uh, when I'm feeling a certain way. I, and I, I will get out the house. I'll go shopping. Um, I will, you know, I, I keep a journal. Sometimes I write in my journal so that I can go back and pinpoint what was happening with me. There are times that, you know, like you said, I have not wanted to get out of bed. Sometimes I feel like I could sleep in the bed. I could sleep forever. Mm -hmm. And then I start identifying, well, why do I want to sleep forever, you know? And because depression is very subtle, mm -hmm. it, it's something that like it's it's a spirit for one thing, and it comes in. And when you're weary, when you're tired, when you burn out, and when you're trying to take on everybody's problems, not realizing you could get caught up in in the problem yourself because you because mm -hmm. you've never taken any time for yourself. And so I'm learning that I have to take my I have to take my mind off myself, get somewhere where I can 
enjoy just window shopping or trying on some clothes, anything but the everyday routine, you know. And that has helped me. Um, talking about it, uh, one thing is, is talking about it, you know, if somebody is depressed or is contemplating that, you have to find out what the what is the root to this? What is the main thing that's causing this? Where is that person hurting? And then once you get them to share what that hurt is, to be able to pray with that person and be able to, you know, speak into their life to give them hope and put their eyesight not on the now, but what can we do with your future? What do you want to do? And let's find out and get the tools to help you to get there. There, There's a hotline or suicidal hotline. There are uh, groups that you can get together on. There are people that are in your church. There was a young man in our church, and I'm not. I'm going to stop right here. He was sharing how things were really going bad for him. And we thought that he was living at home with his parents, but he was living by himself. So I'm wondering, well, what kind of problem could you have being by yourself? But part of it was probably the loneliness and part of it was probably his career. And so I told him, as a single person, you can get lonely. You can get, you know, down and out. But that's the time. Invite some friends over. Have a cookout, you know, or have a, you know, have a meal that you're sharing. And then just a few friends over and get to talking. And then you forget about all, you know, what your loneliness is. You see, one of the things of it is, too, different temperament uh, um, uh, traits and different people, you know, uh, um, they can't get into. I have a great prayer life. OK, there are sometimes that I, I just need human contact. Mm -hmm. It's like I can pray, but uh, I'm not saying that the prayers ain't getting through because I know where I'm seated. The prayers is already answered. But yes soulish realm in that soulish and in that emotional realm there is a part that needs people okay and temperaments and different temperaments you know the the sanguine and 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 uh the phlegmatic and that melancholy and different people they can get to a place in a thought realm and i deal a lot with people that are not born again so mm -hmm. this is is something that you know a number of these different uh, a number of these different people that they're not and you know, having a great prayer life and being able to do that is 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 wonderful. But there's sometimes that people say, I just need another person. I need to be held. I need to be touched. I need to be. They're having some kind of difficulties there. So they froze up on us. And um, we're almost <laughs> we're almost out of time for this program anyway. Um, I really want we're going to get into more of this next week. And I apologize for them the technical difficulties, but I sure hope that we have been some assistance and some help to all of you. And uh, uh, human contact is just important. And that's one of the reasons why I let people know I am available and others are available. So uh, this is Dr. Baker, Jay Baker. If you want to give into this ministry, the information is on the bottom and we're here to uh, tell it like it, I mean, still telling it like it is. And we don't want to tell no phony stories 